All right, welcome to episode two of Chaotic Theories. In the five minutes in between this and episode one, we came up with the title. <laughs> because uh, I am Jason Chow, spelled C-H-A-O. And I'm Hannah Chow, spelled C-H-A-O. And this is us just talking about all the things that are going on. Um, I do want a precursor, uh, which I did in the last episode. I will try my best not to curse. But right now it's really hard. <laughs> it's been really hard. So please bear with me uh, with that. If I do curse, you know, and that offends you, then why are you listening? Like, Jason! <laughs> okay, I don't, yes, I'll try not to. Um, but for this episode, we wanted to share kind of, you know, I think my journey and why it has been so hard for me to speak up the last week and a half. And the honest truth is because I am, and I am ashamed of feeling this way, I want to say that, right? Because I know that for so many people of color, especially for so many black people, they have fought and fought and fought against tide after tide after tide since basically the first white people landed on Africa, right? Like, <coughs> but for me, I think... <coughs> It's been hard because, you know, after Ferguson, after Philando Castile, like, I, I really tried to shift our church and the people that I knew, um, and, you know, and the thing that I think happened, which... I fear is going to happen again is that everyone gave lip service, right? I cold called every church I could find on Google in LA, like basically north of the 101, like where around where our church is. Like I cold called, I went through Google Maps, like zone by zone and called, emailed every church to basically just see like, what are you, you know, like, what are you doing about this? Like, do you want to do things together? I had a lot of churches just not respond, which maybe is, I, you know, I hope is just because logistically no one's checking their voicemail, right? Like, but I had a lot of churches that said, oh yeah, like we're praying for this. And then they didn't do anything, right? Whenever we tried to organize, you know, meetings, people said, oh, but we got, we have other things on our schedule. We have other things here. We try to organize. And like, I was so glad that, you know, our church ANC put money behind it, right? Like we opened up our church, you know, they gave money and they didn't, they, you know, like I, I'm still proud, like our Korean ministry even said, like, even if this stuff doesn't happen at ANC, like we'll still give money for it, right? No, but like very few other people did. Like, and everybody was said. Everybody said like we're praying about it. We're praying about it. But people weren't actually doing anything. I do have that fear that that is going to happen again. Like, and yes, I see that these protests are a lot bigger than Ferguson. Right? They're a lot more widespread. They're a lot more inclusive. And that wants to give me hope. I feel like that is God trying to give me hope, right? But then there is the voice of the devil that's saying, no, everything's going to go back to status quo. 
Trump's gonna get reelected, <laughs> right? Like Trump's gonna get reelected, and all these churches are gonna go back to their same excuses of, oh, we know, but it's really about the gospel, right? Like you know, it's really about like abort, like all these other, like all the things that they hide behind in order to say we can't do anything right now, right? I'm afraid that those things are going to happen again. Yeah, it's. A, I mean, it's a very real possibility. And you know, as an optimist, you know, I'm like, no. Um, yeah, I, I think the the scope is different. Um, the camera cameras and the, the ubiquity of live streaming has changed everything. But I, I, I think the main difference is. Um, we're not gonna see for like six months, which sucks, right? We're not gonna see if there is lasting change for, in, for six months, a year. Um, but, so my hope right now is, while this issue is at the forefront of everyone's minds, like how do we frame and share information to those who are willing to listen so that those seeds are planted, right? If if people can already see right now, like systemic racism is real so that, you know, in 10 years when they're willing to buy a house, are they willing to stay in a neighborhood that is more diverse, even if the schools aren't as good because they're willing to stand up against systemic racism. And I don't know, like, uh -huh. it, is it possible? Maybe, right? Are like, we willing to do that? <laughs> yeah, I mean, th I think that's the thing. Like, like so much of this, you're right, is not only long-term, but it's very personal, right? I think, but I think and, and another one is like, like, will they vote? Like, will people, like a lot of this stuff is local level enforcement, right? A lot of the problems, it's just local everywhere, right? So, right. but the so the most important elections are local elections. We once had, um, uh, we had a city council race like a couple of years ago, and I remember one of the surrogates or volunteers for one of the council members was running up and down the street, like begging people to vote because like no one's voting, right? right? Like even how much how much right now is the problem of the fact that we elected that uh, sheriff Villanueva. Yeah, yeah, right? like, yeah, because no one cared about... Because no one cared that he was old guard. No one cared that he wanted to bring back the old ways, well, he, right? No, like, he, people said that he didn't even know he was going to win, so he didn't really have a platform either. It was just against the other guy. Yeah. Like Trump. <laughs> yeah, so, and I... I think it for me, then, in my journey, it's... How do you keep fighting, right? But then also, yeah, how do you bring about those changes? And I think that that's where I am. Like, I question myself of why I'm, I'm not going out and protesting, mm -hmm. right? Like, why we're not bringing our kids. The easy, the easy answer is coronavirus, mm -hmm. right? Like, we're afraid of coronavirus. Honestly, I'm not that afraid of her. Like, you know, like, just don't touch anyone, right? Don't touch anyone. Keep your mask on, right? Like, you know, hand sanitize yourself all the time. Um, but I think it is for me, like, I see these protests as people voicing their frustrations and voicing their pain. Mm -hmm. And I understand that. I feel like I went through a lot of that, have gone through a lot of that. I want to be a part of the conversations of 
how do what is the change we are asking for? Part of my struggle with these protests is they're not asked like they're not, and I, I don't think they should. I, I'm not saying that the protests are wrong. I don't. I think that that's just it's not what the protests are about. The protests are about there's a problem here, right? Like, and I think they're doing a very effective job at saying there's a problem here, and I think that is what those protests are for. That is not where I feel, right? I'm like, yes, there's problems. And like we talked about in the last episode, no, I don't think racist people are gonna change. I don't think they're gonna let you in their table. It's just, how are you gonna make those changes happen regardless of all those people? Yeah, and I think that's actually been one of the things I've really appreciated about people writing about the protests. It's like, everyone's gonna protest differently, right? Like, for some people, their lane is gonna be going out there, putting their bodies in the streets. Right. For some people, it's going to be writing articles, you know, uh, for others, it's going to be making podcasts, <laughs> Sure, making podcasts. And, and for others, it's going to be uh, financial. They're going to give to don't, you know, they're going to give donations. They're going to do that. Uh, other people, it's going to just be like getting uh, you know, running for office. Right. Um, uh, think tanks, whatever. Right. And, and I think it's very important that we don't say that the only good people on the issue are the protesters because that's 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 not how it works right like uh we need to have people who will enact legislative change enact policy changes and things like that and so i hope i hope actually i actually feel like protests are very democratizing because everyone can do it right not everyone has money not everyone has time to write or write essays and read and you know things like that but um and they're visible they're they're so visible protests and so uh, yeah, I, I think we can all protest and fight injustice in all these ways. And I think for me, then, the last week and a half, I did not, and I still don't, I did not know what my way is, mm-hmm. what my part in that is. You know, I think for all my years as a pastor, I could think about it from a pastoral perspective. Right. And especially being a youth pastor like during Ferguson, it made it easier for me to know where God was placing me. Mm-hmm. God was placing me to wake try to wake up these kids, right? Like and I will say that one of the most encouraging things for me in this last, you know, two weeks is seeing some of those former students being advocates, mm-hmm. right? Like, especially the ones that I didn't think cared, right? <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, you fell asleep during service all the time, right? Like, and they're like, you know, this is wrong. Like, you know, like some of them are doing it from Christian perspective, some not, but either way, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, like that is very encouraging. But I think now for me, not being a pastor or not, you know, being a, a paid pastor and having that position, I think for the last week, I didn't really know, you know? And if any of you are listening out there and you don't know, I feel you, right? I think that especially as Asians, and I'm seeing a lot of these conversations in Asian American circles, we don't really know, mm-hmm. right? And I, I'm glad that I think that a lot of people are saying, okay, we at least, you know, what is it, yellow peril stands with yeah. black power? Yeah. Like, okay, we at least know what side we're on, right? <laughs> like, like that, I guess, is an improvement. Like, people aren't like, like, you know, we know what side we're on, but at the same time, what is our place within that? You know, like, um, one of the things that I think has been a struggle for me is the way that I've been raised, and I think the model, part of the model minority 
the model minority oppression is your voice doesn't matter unless you're an expert, hmm. right? So for me as an Asian, it's like, you know, let's listen to the experts, right? Let's defer to the experts, the people who have PhDs, the people who have studied. And even in this realm, you know, I do feel a lot of guilt, shame, I don't know what the right word is, of speaking up because I'm not black, right? Because the few times I've been pulled over, the cops relax when they see me, <laughs> right? Like, you know, like, like that, like, I, 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 I have benefit, I'm, I'm not, I, I'm not in that, and so, to what degree are, am I allowed to speak up, right? That's a hard, that's a hard struggle, right? That I'm not an expert. Right. So, and in a way, I feel like that's the way that we've been told as Asians to be silent, mm -hmm. right? Like we've been kept silent with the hope that your voice will matter if you get a PhD, if you are a millionaire, if you are this, right? Mm -hmm. And I feel that. Yeah, that is, I think that part of that comes too out of our like heritage where, cultural heritage where, you know, Confucianism, the older to the younger, right? The king to the subject, right? right? There's a there's a very like, um, and I think two things. One is uh, it can be used for good. Like if our of all of the Korean congregations, like just Korean speaking, or you know, pa head pastors came out against racism. Man, you'd see like change like er like in these churches like everywhere, right? Or you'd see them all vote for new head pastors. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, yeah. Well, yeah, there might be some some controversy with the, any anyway, but but like there is good in that. Like there is something where like if if an like an Asian leader says something, people will listen. But at the same time, uh, I think we are learning that you know sometimes it's the young that will lead. Right? Like, Jesus turns everything upside down, right? Like, the foolish will shame the wise, right? And, and I think uh, when we see truth, we have to be unashamed with it, right? And, and, and uh, otherwise, yeah, like, yeah, because God doesn't always do it the way that the world thinks is correct. Right. And I'm struggling with that. Yeah. Right? So for all of you, for the one person who's listening to this maybe, right, <laughs> even if it is one, I'm glad you're listening, right? And if and it's hard because like it's something I knew as a pastor and maybe not having been a pastor for a while, like if it is only one, right? If you're the only person listening to this and this benefits you and this blesses you or it enlightens you, then maybe that's my place. And that's hard. It's hard to remember that but yeah that's our journeys mm -hmm.